Hello once again, Patriots Nation, and we welcome you to the latest and most greatest edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, a presentation of WEEI, WEEI.com, and Odyssey Sports. I'm your old pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens, joined as always by the Joey Chestnut of WEEI, the one, the only Chris Primetime Shine. What's up, guy? I got to tell you, Fitzy, I do a good, enjoy a good hot dog in my mouth. So <laughs> that's the place to enjoy them. Let me just set the record straight. Stick them right down my gullet. Yeah, right there with the old glizzy. Slide them down. Boiled, grilled. I'll eat them all. I prefer grilled, especially with a nice grilled bun. Yes. But I would eat a boiled dog. No problem. I'll, I'll eat a boiled dog, a grilled dog. Now, we're talking like off the grill, like in the backyard summertime grill, or oh, maybe like a, yeah. a nice little flat topper. Yeah, you know, if you got a flat topper and that's the way you're going, sure. But I want right off the summertime grill, nice mm -hmm. little char on my roll. But I don't want it black. I just want a nice little grill mark char. And I am, oh, yeah, nice little toast. Exactly. And lightly toasted. People sleep on the griddled bun, like where you yes. maybe a little butter on the side, get a good griddle. You know the key to grilling ah, a good up. bun? I, you know, you have, I, I might not, but I would love to hear it from you. So on, a, on, you know, your normal conventional gas grills, they have that top rack. Stick them up there, not on the bottom, touching the heat. That, that way, they just get kissed by the hot air and not necessarily straight up burnt. There you go. Summertime tips from your old pal, Shime. Huh. Yep. You You're already welcome. learned something at the start of the podcast, and we've barely even scratched the surface of today's Patriots Talk. On the program today, we will continue with our summer 2022 pre-training camp positional breakdowns. We're going to be talking quarterbacks today, so get ready for a healthy dose of Mac Jones and Plus, lots of Patriots potpourri, where we'll discuss wide receivers, tight ends, centers, and so much more. All right, Shime, we begin where it all begins and ends. The center of the Patriots universe. The most important position, I dare say, in all of professional sports, the quarterback. The New England Patriots, the quarterback, the signal caller, the guy who leads the huddle, he who is under center. This year, the New England Patriots appear to be headed to camp, uh, prepared likely to carry three quarterbacks, or so we believe, heading into the 2022 season. Veteran backup, if not uh, de facto alternate quarterbacks coach, Brian Hoyer, who last saw live game action last year, threw the first touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers of his career last year. So big yep. year for the hoister, for the Hoy dog. We have fourth-round rookie quarterback, Bailey Zappi, who looks zappy zappy hey old bailey zappy yeah i remember i served in the war it was me and bailey zappy in the platoon hell of a guy he was old bailey zappy uh we got bailey zappy fourth rounder out of western kentucky kentucky yes the the quarterback factory that is western kentucky a prolific college career indeed 62 tutty passes last year 62 tutty <laughs> Insane season out of him. An insanely productive season, almost like he had the Western Kentucky version of the final college year of our starting quarterback entering his second year, one Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones, who also had a hell of a season in Alabama in 2020. Coming off his rookie year, Mac Jones actually earned some rookie of the year talk for the majority of the season before a bit of a end of season swoon. And obviously a disappointing taste in his mouth left over from the finish of the season following that. Well, we can just call it an ass whooping by the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs. By all accounts, 
optimism is high, if not in some parts of Pat's nation, through the roof for Mac Jones as he heads into his second season. And Shime, I have written about it frequently for .com, covering Mac Jones extensively this past Sunday and the Sunday 7, as well as just some recent blogs posted to .com about Mac, Mac's body progress, Mac's throwing mechanics improving, working with Tom House. And now today I just witnessed a couple of videos that have been making their way around the social medias of Max uh, Enhancified, if you will, deep ball. So, uh, Shine, before we get into what we think about uh, his 2022 season, I was with you when the Patriots drafted him 15th overall in 2021. Yep. We were doing a live stream. You were unpleased, I think the operative word would be. I was not, not, in, in not excited. You were, you, were, you were far from excited about the selection of Mac Jones. Indeed. I don't think you were the biggest Mac believer. Give me your spin on his 2021 season. How'd you think he did? You can even throw in a grade if you want to. Um, I, I won't. I, okay, cool. I, I gave you the chance, but I appreciate you denying that. That's fine. I won't. I think I'm going to probably give him a B plus, a nice solid B plus uh, for 2021. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. It was average. I go B minus. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna trash the kid because it wasn't. It was by no means was it bad, um, but it also wasn't all that impressive. It was fine. It was um, in a relatively simplistic offensive system. He executed it with uh, good command, uh, mm-hmm. but he didn't do anything that excites me. He doesn't have uh, a laser rocket arm. He doesn't have um, an unbelievable pre-snap process. there's just it's just it's very vanilla and and for a lot of people vanilla is okay because vanilla means he didn't make a ton of mistakes which he didn't it was what 13 interceptions some were worse than others some were again not his fault as you know it is with just about any quarterback but he does not have the uh aaron Rodgers-esque um knack for not turning the ball over and, and and throwing it away a lot I don't love the lack of uh, mobility and ability to improvise, but again, some throws were impressive, right? Like that, you you think of the Bourne pass down the seam on the touchdown, like throws like that were moments where he looked really good. The um, deep ball to Aguilar in Los Angeles against the Charger people. Uh, that touchdown, the aforementioned touchdown yeah. to Bourne against Cleveland, uh, the long pass for the touchdown, making up for the bad uh, against Dallas, which made up for the interception he had thrown the pick six to digs prior to there are definitely some select uh, quality throw highlights from his rookie season, but and then uh, there's oh. some brain farts, right? Where he's about to get sacked and he throws it and it almost gets picked. So it's a rookie performance. That's, that was I actually that's... his first professional pass was uh, yeah, almost right. like a, a fumble that John o. Smith had to cover up for. Um, I can think of uh, misreading, not seeing Darius Leonard in the red zone and yep. getting picked off against the Colts or the, the pick six to Xavier Howard against Miami, which was a backbreaker and set the wrong tone for that game, which was, uh, yeah. which helped them end the season. And as you on, alluded to on the Diggs one again, yep. not necessarily entirely his fault, right? It touches the receiver's hands, gets tipped up and digs goes the other way with it. That's sometimes that's a, that's just a situation that, yeah, you get credited with the interception, but it's not all entirely your fault either. Yes, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. Now, why the cookie crumbled, we're not sure. Did you apply too much pressure to uh, the cookie? Mac Jones bit it. Oh, because Mac Jones bit it because, of course, he had a body made by cookies, of course, uh, the lovely yes. queen of Patriots Nation, Miss Sophie <laughs> Scott, feeding him a diet of 10 chocolate chip cookies every night oh, during college. Uh, it's truly one of my all-time favorites. But Mac has been putting in the off-season work. 
Looks like he's been picking things up and putting them down because he looks like he's got a grown-ass professional body this year, which I think will help make a difference. I'm with you on all of that last year, Shime. Was a little vanilla. I think one of the most interesting things that we're going to see this year, Mac Jones last year, for everyone who would just like to hear us rattle him off, 10-7 and record, of course, in the regular season. Second highest completion percentage ever for a New England Patriots quarterback, again. Like you said, a little bit uh, limited in the offensive play, calling a bit pedestrian at times, as people accuse the Patriots offense of being, whether it was the lack of production from receivers or the way Josh handled them. We'll find out this year. 3,801 yards, 7.3 yards per attempt, 22 tutties, 13 interceptions. So statistically, a season that I do not think paints the picture of how effective he was or at times impressive because... And now we're going to get into all those Mac Jones talking points, the poise, the intelligence, the grasp of the offense, the work ethic, the study habits. You're never going to Mac Jones is never going to get caught off guard or unprepared for playing quarterback in the in the in the NFL. And I think that's one of the things that the Patriots love about him. I know the intelligence is probably what Bill Belichick loves most about him because he doesn't like you said, he doesn't have. Uh, Patrick Mahomes' wild athletic playmaking ability. He doesn't have Josh Allen's cannon for an arm. He doesn't have Lamar Jackson's feet. So he has to outthink a lot of people and then throw the ball intuitively, get it there before the receiver does, just make smart reads, good decisions. This year, however, we are going to see the Patriots ask more, a lot more of Mac Jones. I think one of the only certainties in a sea of uncertainties surrounding the 2022 Patriots. What's the run scheme going to look like? What kind of defense are they going to play? Who is actually going to play on the defense? How Who's difficult be on is the this offense, offense going to be? Because we've already right. heard we've already heard that their play calling is relatively simplistic with the new play callers. Correct. So one of the only certainties that we can bank on heading into the season is going to be the Patriots asking a lot more of Mac Jones. Now, it's not like they went out and got him all this elite weaponry. They didn't go out splurge on a true number one receiver. They trade for Devontae Parker, which was pretty inexpensive to say the least. But you do have the second year of Nelson Aguilar, the second year of the underrated Kendrick Bourne. You've got two tight ends, uh, which we'll be discussing later on in the Potpourri segment, one of which was effective last year, one of which basically did absolutely nothing. So certainly anything you get from him would make a difference. (laughs) A great running game. And Mac Jones, like we said, looks like he's gotten bigger, looks like he's gotten stronger. He looks like he's preparing to do more. Chris Scheim, I know the answer. I feel compelled to ask the question. Do you believe Mac Jones is ready to make a leap in year two in this offense with what the Patriots will ask of him? Uh, No, and it's not entirely his fault. All right, thank you. No, no, no. To his credit, it's not entirely his fault. I think if McDaniels was here again for a second year, I think you would see a bigger jump than what you will actually see. Um, I, I think primarily it's due to the situation around him, right? The incontinuity at uh, offensive coordinator. We see it all the time. I mean, Baker Mayfield might be one of the most recent examples, right? He had he, he had set the rookie record for touchdowns in a single season. Um, and then all of a sudden he gets Freddie Kitchens as his new offensive coordinator and everything hits the fan. Um, and he's just fallen apart since then, right? So I don't quite expect the Patriots to go down that rabbit hole. I don't expect him to be that bad either. Uh, but I expect a lot more of the same. 
it is for me. I think if Mac Jones can give you slightly more than what he gave you last year, and, and I'm talking marginal, right? Instead of 22 and 13, maybe 25 and 10 and get over that 4,000 yard mark. If you get that out of Mac Jones, I see that as if for the Patriots as a win because of the uh, new offensive coordinator. And, and then, like you said, the lack of not necessarily elite offensive talent. Um, but if he is, you know, 20 and 15 and under that 4,000 yard mark, that is a failure. And if he's any worse than that, I mean, that is an abject failure. Um, but I, I don't, I don't quite expect that. I expect very much more of the same from last year um, and, and a slight improvement, but not, a, I just, I don't see the ceiling for growth all that high just because of, and again, it's not his fault. He's probably doing all the right things, working out, working with Tom house, getting his body right. Unfortunately for him, the situation around him just isn't ideal. See, I, of course, being the, the resident honk, the super fan, if you will, the Foxborough fanboy, your Pat's pal, trying to be as Pat's positive as possible. I see a lot of what the Patriots are doing schematically with the, um, should we call it play calling triumvirate, if you will, of Belichick, <laughs> uh, Judge, and Patricia, whatever the brain this, trust. The, yeah, the play call, the offensive brain trust, whatever it is. I see this being a vote of comp. Sure, there's going to be a need to trust Mac to do more because <clears throat> the weaponry is not all star. It's not a Pro Bowl caliber offensive roster, though there could be a couple of standouts and studs this year. I see this as a vote of confidence and what they believe Mac Jones can do and that he's ready for and can handle the progress he's going to, he's going to show progress and he's going to handle the development. Well, uh, it is disappointing to see somebody like Josh McDaniels move on, not just because we're going to have to play him and what we believe will be the best third down offense in the NFL coming up this year, but you don't have that someone in his ear grooming and guiding him. Who the hell knows what kind of yeah, QB coach I'm gonna be honest, Joe judge going to be. Yeah. I don't want Joe judge in the ear of any young quarterback. I don't like it's, I, I, I I just I hate it. I hate the idea that I don't think he's going to poison the water hole. It's not like he's going to come uh, in and be like, "Hey, kid, everything you've been doing, it's all wrong." I want no, you doing I know it this that. He's not going to do that, gonna, but he's also not, not going to get a lot of. Really... I don't think there's going to be a lot of helicopter parenting this year with Mac Jones, Shime. I really don't. I think it'll be Bill Belichick grooming and zooming in, but I do not believe there's going to be a lot of like, "Oh, do it this way, do that, we get ready for this." Like they'll make him situationally aware. But I think this is going to be a lot of like, all right, we saw some redevelopment, real growth out of you last year. Let's take let's, let's take let's take it the next step. But it's going to be you who makes the step, not us holding your hand. Yeah, you have far more confidence, I think, in Bill Belichick than I do, and, and I think that's kind of where the mistrust here lies. In that, I don't, I, I can't imagine in any word world that Joe Judge and Matt Patricia were Belichick's option A or option B um, for a man who seems to have all of the answers whenever he needs them to me going back to these guys and to do something they've never done before cannot in any way, shape or form ever be his plan A or B. It just can't. And so my, my belief is that plan A was that Josh would stay. He did not plan B was let's go get Bill O'Brien. He, and then, and then he realized the situation with Nick Saban says, nah, I don't want to screw my buddy. I'm not going to do that. And then plan C is now okay now what do i do and now he's scrambling and that's i think that's the the disconnect that i have is you think that this is a vote of confidence in mac jones i think this is bill belichick scraping the bottle of his plan barrel because he doesn't he didn't get what he wanted and so he's stuck with the two guys that he knows will just do whatever he says 
Yeah, see, I need to believe that this is a vote of confidence in Mac Jones because if I come to learn or start to believe in the idea that it's Belichick scraping the bottom of the plan barrel, which I have never heard used before, but I most certainly will use again. Full credit to you, Christopher Scheim. Thank you, sir. If that's the way Bill Belichick is going about it, then that is dangerous. You are playing a very dangerous game, not just with your legacy, but with your team. You're standing in your own division, let alone conference, and in the development and confidence of Mac Jones. Because if they have, if he has a 20 and 15 season, like you just talked about, they are screwed blue and tattooed. They uh, are cooked, goosed, I don't think they are. porked, and more. And because you need Mac Jones to do so much to carry this team this year. And yes, I understand they're kind of a run first team. They're a power run team. Hopefully both running backs will have, you know, near a thousand yards, excellent seasons, maybe not completely pro bowl or fantasy worthy, but at the same time, it, we'll, we'll get, you know, 800 to a thousand out of each. Well, hopefully with a near double digit touchdowns or more, that would be awesome. But you're going to need, as I've said on this podcast, and I believe he's capable of 30 some odd or 30 plus touchdowns, likely 15 interceptions or so from Mac Jones this year, because you're not going to be able to stop a lot of people. You're going to no, have to keep up with Miami. You're going to have to try to keep up with Buffalo. You're going to have to keep up with the Raiders. All these teams that are going to be bringing loaded arsenals, absolute like wagons of offenses into Foxborough or that you'll be playing on their turf and or grass. You're going to have to let Mac open up. So this is the year that Mac Jones cooks. Yeah. So I, I look at it a little differently. Like I have said since January, since they were eliminated, since past just after they were eliminated from the playoffs that this next season would be a bridge year to me that feels still the truth i don't think mac jones goes 20 and 15 yeah you're taking a step back yeah that doesn't feel great but at the same time i think next year is the determining year right mm -hmm. for me 2023 was was and always has been the year um because i just uh, the way belichick chose not to invest in this roster uh, the way he had the year prior, or even, I mean, I'm not asking him to go break the bank like he did last year, but at least go get something, especially when you're losing JC Jackson, you're trading away Shaq Mason. I, you'd expect him to invest some way, right? Mm -hmm. In some mm -hmm. form or fashion. And he didn't. And again, so to me, it just indicates he was scraping at the bottom of the plan barrel. He kind of knew, okay, I need to take a step back. We need to readjust. I need to give my younger guys a year to grow. And that's why he also, to many people's shock and surprise drafted another quarterback. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I know Bailey's not going to touch the field this year. That's fine. Max, my guy, because he's going to be cheaper. He's going to be cheaper. And he's no, going to replace Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones is my guy this year. And he's my guy to start 2023. And then once we're in 2023, when we're really fully tooled, we have our legit offensive mm -hmm. coordinator in here. We're ready to actually make a playoff push and compete. Yep. If Mac can, that's my guy. And if he can't, well, then I'm on to the next one. And the kind see, of that's I, the philosophy. I think there was so I think they believe in Mac Jones so much that they went out and basically drafted what they believe is like a slightly discount carbon copy version of him in Bailey Zappi. Well, I don't see, think I Bailey disagree. Zappi, they are so think, different. But I I think they believe that if Mac Jones were to go down, that they would be able to potentially, and Hoyer would probably get first crack at it should he make the team this year. And I think we both believe that Hoyer's going to make the team so this year. So I think, I think you're going to see from Hoyer a lot of what you saw from Stidham in years past where he's on the roster, but he doesn't dress for games unless Mac gets hurt or Bailey's hurt. Gotcha. Okay. And I, I still see, so I see Mac Jones, then I see 
the younger version of Mac Jones, if you will, or the carbon copy that they could just sort of insert into the game in a Bailey Zappi type. I know they're a little bit different, but at the same time, neither of them came into the league with laser rocket arms, both very prolific, smart kids, look, you know, clean cut, fresh face. Yeah. Uh, and Hoyer, like we said, is sort of like a coach on the field and also can, you know, give you a couple reps if you need, uh, if you need to have them. So uh, I'm in on Mac Jones' development this year, taking the next step. Shime's a little hesitant as well. We'll see how that plays out. Let us know what you guys think by giving us a follow at Six Rings Pod on Twitter. When this podcast comes out, let us know how you feel about Mac Jones and what you believe in him. 